We had some interesting posts on the group this week. Somebody was complaining about a catering and the client said the price was just too, too much. So, of course, somebody had to respond with, you got to know your worth and don't lower your prices because those same people will still go out and buy Air Jordans. And yeah, that's true. But then, on a different day, different group of people, we got this little gem. i got to save money on my equipment, so I'm just going to buy Blackstone. And I'm going to save money that way. Okay, so uh, hopefully you guys have heard the old saying about what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So why is it bad to go cheap in one situation and then not in another? So let's talk about that today. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Owning a business can be challenging, especially when we're talking about a food truck. Most food truck owners, this is their first exposure to business and not just cooking. I'm talking about running a business. There's lots of challenges. Goes beyond how much does the food cost us and how much should we sell it for? Because if you've got even one employee that's on payroll, just the stress of meeting that payroll every week or every two weeks can really get to people. And then we start to add in all the other expenses we can have a very stressful time on a food truck. So how does a new food truck owner balance menu prices with purchasing expenses? The first thing that you got to do as a new food truck owner is know the value of the menu goes way beyond the cost of the goods and the labor it takes to produce those goods. This is where most consumers stop when it comes to noticing value. They go out to buy your product, whatever it is you're selling, a taco, a hamburger, a catfish dinner, doesn't matter. They know there's value in that food because they go out and shop every single day. Even though a lot of owners like to whine about, don't people understand food's going up? Yes, they do. So stop whining about what the people don't understand because you don't understand what they don't know. They know food's going up. What they don't correlate is everything else that's involved in that food. They know a package of hot dog costs a certain amount of money. They know a pound of beef costs a certain amount of money. They know that. And they understand there's going to be a little bit of prep work involved in that because they do it every single day. They don't go out to eat. They do the prep work. They clean up the kitchen. They do the cooking. They know somebody has to be paid to do those tasks. But that's it. They don't think about other details that we as business owners have to think about because if we don't think about it, we aren't paying our bills. And then we just go out of business. So it's up to us to educate the consumer, the client, whether it be a catering client or a guest that's coming to the food truck, on where the value is. You see, the consumer, the basic consumer, especially if they're going to be doing a catering, they don't think about the intangible things like the electricity it takes to cook the food or the gasoline it takes to go shopping. For that food. Because when they're at home, they don't think about the gasoline they just wasted to go to run to Walmart or the grocery store and pick up some things to cook for the night. 
They don't think about that because the gasoline's already been paid for. They don't think about the electric until the end of the month when the electric bill comes in. And if the electric bill is consistent from last month and the month before, they don't give it another thought. They don't equate that as being an, an expense, but we as business owners do. That's the difference. We look at the details and the pennies. They forget a lot of the pennies that are involved that we can't afford to forget. You see, those same consumers will gladly pay Uber to bring them a meal because they're feeling lazy. Ah, eh, I don't want to go out and eat. I don't want to cook tonight. I'll just order in and have it delivered. And they don't mind paying that fee, whatever the fee is. They don't care because they made that decision. So when we have somebody that comes up to us and says, hey, I've got a bunch of people coming to my uh, wedding in a month from now, and I would love to have you cater because I want to have food truck at my wedding. Because that seems to be the cool thing right now. So if they're standing at your food truck, they're looking at your menu and they're going, ooh, I love this guy's burger. I would love this to be served at my nice casual wedding. So they're looking at your menu and go, $15, and that includes fries. That's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and ask this guy if he can cater for me. Because they're thinking, i got 100 guests coming, 15 times 100 is $1,500. And all they want is your burger, something that's already on your menu. So they've kind of already done the math in their head. So the dude says, hey, can you give me a catering estimate? And you say, not a problem. Come back tomorrow and I'll have you a full-fledged estimate. So tomorrow the client shows back up. He orders that burger and says, hey, you got that estimate? And you say, absolutely. And you hand him a piece of paper and it says $28 a head. That potential client is now shocked because they did the math the day before based on your menu, what they saw that you sell your food for. And all they want is exactly what you have on the menu. Just want a hundred of them. They don't understand the difference. They don't understand the value beyond just delivering a burger and fries to them. And that's because we failed at delivering that explanation of value. So when you have someone that comes up to you and says, hey, I would love to have what's on your normal menu. I just need it served in bulk, 150 people. Give me a price. You need to give them, like I talk about, a per head price. But the description within that would say something like, our service includes properly storing and prepping all the food items according to the safe food handling practices of our state. And then given the name of your state, or the name of your city, or whoever gives you your health permit. Let them know that you're an official. And then you continue on with that explanation. My food truck will cook and season to perfection, plus safely hold all of your hot food and all of your cold food until we deliver it to your venue and to your guests. My food truck will remain on premises to serve all of your guests, and then we will clean up the venue as anything else that is detailed in our contract. And then you continue on with more action words of what you're going to be doing. Because each one of those action words now becomes something that the potential client realizes you are performing as a service for them beyond just cooking a whole bunch of hamburgers. And then you end it with, my food truck will provide all the above listed food and services for the low price of $28 per person. And then there's only two possible answers. That's going to be, hey, that's awesome, I'll take it, or hey, I can't. The key here is selling your value beyond the food. Because they're not hiring a chef. They're hiring your business. So you got employees to pay, you got prep work to do, you got cleanup to do. They got to understand all of those activities that behind the scenes they never see. All they know is they come up, they order a burger, and hopefully eight to ten minutes later they've got a great burger and they are thrilled. They have no idea what you've done to produce that burger, nor should they. The only people that would have any realistic idea of what we do as a food truck owner 
would be people that have worked in the restaurant industry for a number of years in a management role. Because a server or a cashier or a hourly employee can observe things that we do, but unless they're the ones that have had to coordinate a schedule and deal with people's off days and that kind of thing, they have no clue what goes on behind the scenes. So it's up to us to educate the guest so that they understand why that $15 burger is going to cost them $28 in a catering situation. And if we don't communicate that well, we will hear a lot more no's on catering opportunities than we will hear the yeses. That's a great deal, and I can't wait to have you come out to my event. So now let's talk about the other thing I started this podcast with, cheap equipment. People talk about Blackstone. They will get the Blackstone grills. They'll get the Blackstone griddles. They will get Blackstone branded utensils and think it's awesome. Here's what I got to say about that. All of those are designed and tested for residential use, which means they're not expected to be on four or six or eight hours a day. They're not expected to be flipping burgers all day long because you're going to wear them out. They're going to fall apart. They're going to break. So when you thought that these are cool and that's cheap and I'll buy this rather than NSF approved equipment or commercial equipment, all you've done is put off the inevitable. You have to buy good quality equipment if you plan on running a business. Now think about the details here. You go out and buy a Blackstone grill because a whole bunch of other people have one and the health department don't care. Here's the thing about it. They're made out of rolled steel. Do you know what rolled steel does? It rusts. Do you want to cook food on a rusty flat top? Do you think your guests want to know that your flat top's rusty? Stainless steel does not rust. It can get surface oxidation on it, and that's because you as an owner aren't cleaning it properly, but it doesn't rust. Blackstone, on the other hand, it can rust all the way through because it's rolled steel. It is not stainless. It is just plain old run-of-the-mill iron that they turn into steel, and then they turn it into a very cheaply made flat top or a cheaply made grill that somebody goes out and buys and thinks they can run a food service operation on it. It's the same with the spatulas and the tongs and all the other branded stuff that they have. It's really cool looking when you're outside for that 4th of July party that you're cooking for, and you only use those for that weekend. You don't use them again till Labor Day, and you don't use them again till next year at Memorial Day. And then when they break after that 4th or 5th use, you don't mind, because, hey, I've had them a whole year, but you only use them four or five times. If you're going to get into business, it's going to cost you money. If you're going to serve a whole bunch of people, you want quality equipment that's not going to fall apart. It's not going to flake off the aluminum that is made with, get into the food, and it's not going to rust. You want to be successful, then set yourself up for success and spend a little bit of money on buying quality equipment. You don't have to buy brand new. Absolutely don't have to buy brand new. I went to an auction last week and a $10,000 refrigerator, beautiful display refrigerator, sold for $450. And it was in pristine shape. But because it was used, it went for pennies on the dollar. The small wares, pots and pans, the six-size pans, they sold in lots of 24 for $40. They put a lot of spatulas and tongs and ladles in a bundle and sold them for $20. There are auctions out there. All you got to do is go look for them. You may have to drive to find them and pick up your stuff. But if you can save that kind of money, it's well worth it. So don't cheap out, especially on something that's going to create your livelihood. Save up a little bit more money and buy something that's going to last you years rather than months. 
and then make the money with it. But don't just buy a Blackstone or any of the other residential equipment and think it's going to last you as a business because it's not going to. You're going to have way more issues with it if you're the least little bit busy. And if you're not planning on being busy, then you might want to rethink why you're getting into the business in the first place. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.